Hello, hello, and welcome to the Fast Forward Amy Show, where we talk about how you can lift your life and business with simple strategies. I'm Fast Forward Amy, your host and coach, and I'll bring you a new episode every Tuesday. Today I'm here to talk to you all about my favorite books, or at least the books I already found in the basement between the other books that I didn't want to talk about today, because we moved and the books seem to be scattered around the house. Uh, I have over 300 books in my old apartment. I called the books wall my wall of knowledge, and I made an Instagram live once about my books, and it gained a lot of popularity, so I thought today would be a great uh, starting point to teach tell you all about uh, my favorite books. So I've listed a few here, most of them are in English, but one is in Dutch. And before I talk about that book, I need to tell you a little story. So I grew up with very amazing parents. I love my parents, they're still my best friends to this day. My dad actually has a podcast himself, the Business Dad Podcast. And um, when I was 12 years old, my dad gifted me my first self-development book. And that is this book. And the book says, um, this is how you make friends and good relationships. That sounds a bit weird, right? It's a cover of a book you wouldn't really want people to see because you would think that people would then assume uh, that you suck at making friends and are not a social being. <laughs> this was not the case for me. I'd always been a pretty good talker and I grew up in a big family, a big and loud family with three brothers. But my dad gave me this book when I was 12 years old and he wrote something in it. And he said, oh, I'm almost going to cry when I read this, but he said something along the lines like, for my sweet daughter, Amy, I can't read it, I'm going to cry. Um, he's not going to do it. <laughs> but he said something along the lines of, um, this will help you reach even greater heights in your life. And I read the book and I was amazed and it kind of fueled this love for self-development books business books mindset books marketing books later on and I like to think that I gained a little bit of an advantage by starting so early whereas most people who are into self-development will start later on in their life in their 20s or later because uh, obviously most 12 year olds don't know it exists or at least back when we didn't really have social media we didn't and we didn't have motivational quotes and stuff so this is a book by Dale Carnegie. My parents used to work for his company. It's one of the most famous business books out there. Google any article about best business books in the world and this book will be in there. And it is called How to Win Friends and Influence People. And the book is filled with really basic stuff. The book is filled with smile at people, listen, um, give genuine compliments, be, oh, no, uh, hand out sincere appreciation. There's a bunch of rules in the book and they just talk about how to elevate your social interactions and it is one of the best things you can do to create a successful and happy life, I think. And this book is a book you should read again every year. I haven't read it in a while, but I think... This is funny because I didn't think about this because... Um, but I've been building my team. I actually have a bunch of new books downstairs. And uh, I just bought a bunch of new leadership books because I really want to become a great leader, be a good boss and all of that. And I forgot that I maybe should start by reading this book again. This book taught me how to interact better, how to build more connection with people. And it has definitely over the years helped me with my sales, for example. 
A name is a man's most prized possession. Names are wildly important for people. And if you're like, oh, but Amy, I'm bad at names. Well, you can't be. Learn how to be better, okay? I was just reading a different book. It was a romance novel. <laughs> and in the book, uh, the main one of the main characters was really good at pe remembering people's names. And he did that by always picturing a visual when someone said a name. So, for example, when I see Boy, who is my who's behind the camera today, his name is Boy, I could picture him running around like a little kid, a little boy, and that's how I could remember his name. That's fairly obvious. But you can take parts of people's names and um, visualize something surrounding that fact. It's hard for me to come up with examples now, but that could really help you remember people's names. Another trick is to, when you meet someone and they tell you their name, sometimes you don't really understand them well. You're like... I didn't understand, now I don't dare to say it any time ever again. You can just ask them, sorry, I didn't quite get that. What was it exactly? And if you still don't hear it correctly, you'd be like, and how do you write that? Because get this, no one will mind teaching you how to write their name or how to say their name or to remember it, to remind you of it. Because everyone feels like their name is one of their most prized possessions. A name is a really powerful tool. So for example, because of the fact that I read this when I was 12 years old, when I com comment on some people's reactions on my Instagram, when I DM with people, when I send them a voice note, I will first go to their profile, check out their name and use their name. It makes the interaction way more personal. So this book has helped me with my sales, with my connections with people. But most of all, um, I hope it has made me into a better friend and a better relationship for anyone. Um... I want these recaps of the books to be like, and now you don't need to read the book, but this is a book you need to read. How to Win Friends and Influence People by Dale Carnegie. Okay, that was the first one. The other ones I'll go through more shortly. The War of Art is a great book by Stephen Pressfield. And um, the book is basically about how to work through your own resistance and your inner creative battles. Uh, I'm gonna look at someone on the team who will probably love this book. <laughs> Uh, it's about when you feel resistance or maybe procrastination or maybe even perfectionism, which I think all of us creative people uh, kind of do, about how to work through that resistance that you feel by actually leaning into the resistance and embracing your feelings. Now, you, it's a bunch of like really small books in the book with like daily quotes. So it's a little bit of an abstract book. But what it taught me is that when I feel resistance about doing a certain thing, instead of continuing to resist it, I benefit much more from it by actually saying, okay, I feel this resistance. I see you. I'm going to accept that I feel this way and chug along anyways, and I'm going to do it anyways. And I think ever since I read this book, I haven't procrastinated anymore. And maybe sometimes I still procrastinate on some of that stuff, but actually I just think I have a lot of work and I'm fairly busy. I don't procrastinate on big things anymore. I don't postpone success. I still have a fear of failure. I still have a fear of success. Like I postponed my podcast twice, so that might be procrastination, but not in the way that it used to be because <laughs> just reading this book, for example, I used to go to my favorite coffee shop in Antwerp and then read it while I was super busy and had tons of stuff to do. But there I was reading a book about procrastination while I was procrastinating. Not a, not good. <laughs> but um, yeah, so maybe for you, it could be a really great exercise 
when you are postponing something or you feel a lot of resistance, instead of trying to ignore that or battle it, be like, hey, I'm feeling immense resistance towards doing this or embracing this. Maybe that's a sign I can embrace this and actually use that to fuel myself in these actions that I'm taking. A little bit abstract, but definitely recommend. Um, here I have The Richest Man in Babylon by George S. Clayson and my brother, Timothy, who's my oldest brother, thought this was a stupid book, but I loved it. So this is my podcast and I can talk about it anyways. <laughs> the Richest Man in Babylon is one of the shortest books I think I've ever read. Um, it's a, I think it's a fairly old book too, but it's about how you can become the richest man in Babylon. The stories are positioned, who guessed it? in Babylon. And it's all about how you can actually survive with less of your income than you think. And even when you feel like money is really tight, if you would always put aside 10% of your income first thing, you could always still survive with 90% of your income. So basically what it says is pay yourself first before you start spending your money, because your money will take up the space you allow for it. It's kind of like Parkinson's law and work taking up the time you allow for it. If you have 100% of your income available to you, you will spend it all. If you only have 90% of your income available to you, you will only spend that. So instead of saving at the end of the month, we want to save at the beginning of the month. And if we can, we want to automate it, which is exactly what I did when I read this book. I was still in university. Um, I was feeling a lot of scarcity around money and I decided to change my money beliefs. And I used the principles in this book to automate payments towards a different bank account that I couldn't see. And I deposited 30 euros into that account every month. To this day, those deposits still run. Uh, I actually used some of that money a while ago to buy some stock in a company that I, I like what they're doing. And it was nice because back then I was like, well, but I really don't have a lot of money. I really am not making a lot of money. But I still decided to make more and to make an abundant decision of putting that money away. And in a way, I think it's really nice to look at money and saving also as a form of abundance. That saving money is also abundant because it's nice to have money. <laughs> so for you, this means if you don't want to read the book. Well, I mean, you don't have to read the book because I just told you the story. But uh, I think it's really great to look at it like Parkinson's law, but then with money and really grab out your phone or your banking app right now and just deposit the payments automatically. If you would want to save 10% of your income every month, it's totally doable. I could even say it's probably doable to save 20% of your income every month because according to the 80-20 rule, it will be possible and it's a law of nature. So should create a different episode about that. I should have my dad on to talk about the 80-20 rule. So... Richest man in Babylon, start saving today. And this is, aside from buying stock and all of that stuff that I'm saying this, you can still do all of that stuff. I'm really talking about cash because it's really great to have some liquid buffer. Um, I was talking to the bank a while ago in the process of buying my house and we had this discussion about stuff and about loans and a lot of people have a tendency to put as much of their money they can into like a deposit or something. But I would say especially in today's day and age, make sure you can like borrow as much as possible at a really low percentage and keep the cash you have because it's really important to have cash. <laughs> I also learned something about this, but I, I said that in episode, what was it? Episode 57, I think, about finances, um, where I'm talking about uh, the biggest lessons in finance I learned. So I'm not going to tell you right now. You should go and listen to that episode. The charisma myth. 
I'll do two more, okay? This one and one more. The Charisma Myth. Um, I've never finished it. <laughs> I think I read... Oh no, apparently this is where I left off. Where the napkin is. Ah, I got over halfway. Uh, the Charisma Myth. What I remember from it and why it's still one of my favorite books is... Um, so it's about how anyone can master the art and science of personal magnetism. My god, I feel like tonight I want to curl up on the couch and read all of these books again. But I remember one of the first pages talks about when Marilyn Monroe chose to be just a normal girl, she could. She could have a journalist travel with her and uh, be on the New York subway and she could turn herself off. She could turn herself off so that no one would recognize her as Marilyn Monroe. And in the certain scene, I think she says to the journalist watch me do this and she changes her stance she changes her entire position and all of a sudden everyone on the platform flocks to her and they recognize her as being Marilyn Monroe whereas hours before that she was on the subway and no one recognized her I thought that was so interesting because a few years ago I was sitting at a table with a friend who's a few years older than I am um, I'm talking like 30, 20 30 years older I always have friends of all ages I don't really believe in age me um, <laughs> and she told me, I think it was about confidence. And I said, sometimes it's really annoying that I look up in a restaurant or like as a woman, you get ignored or when you want to ask for something. And she told me, give it some time. You are so powerful. You will grow into being the person who can just exude the fact that people need to pay attention to her or that they need to do something for her or something like in a restaurant, like, please come and take my order. And I thought that was so interesting. I was like, because I think that concept of power speaks to me, but especially the concept of concept of being seen. I think I wouldn't be building a personal brand if I didn't like that, probably. And this book kind of coincides with that. And there's some other things like being charismatic. What does that mean for other people? It really goes well along with the, the book of um, Dale Carnegie, because it's not just about... Uh, like turning up and, and then being like, hey, pay attention to me. It's also about how it's uh, definitely it's about how to be charismatic to other people. That's what it's about. Like, how can you make sure that other people feel seen because they see you? It's kind of like a both ways effect. Um, yeah. Since I'm, I'm building a personal brand, I think I'm going to finally finish this book. And there's a lot of things here as well, like the name. It's also one of the things I always remember from this book is when you are sitting somewhere with a client, for example, and the sun is shining in your eyes, make sure that doesn't happen. Make sure you're not sitting somewhere where you need to squint your eyes or make weird faces because your client will not realize that it's because the sun is shining in your eyes. They will just think you're being awkward towards them. So it's a bunch of small things that just make you be like, ah, I need to pay attention to how my the way my face seems to my clients or leads or relationships in general. Uh, and that will... All of those things together can make or break your charisma, I think. So, very interesting. Last but not least, I'm going to talk about You Are a Badass at Making Money by Jen Sincero. Cool story about this. I never read her normal book, which is You Are a Badass, but I know a lot of my clients have. Shout out to my Business Freedom Elevator clients, by the way. I love you. I love that you're watching or listening to the podcast. This book, I read it in on Audible. So I listened to it and it's published by, 
Penguin House Publishing <laughs> or like Penguin Publishers. I don't know what's their name. They have a penguin on the book. So that's their logo is the penguin. Um, this is a New York Times bestseller. Someday I want to write a New York Times bestseller. Please pay attention to me. Penguin House Books of Publishing. What's what's your name? <laughs> okay, so back to the story. Chen Sincero wrote the book You Are a Badass. Later, she wrote the book You Are a Badass at Making Money. So obviously, I had to listen to that back in the day when I was obsessed with money. Um, I was listening to it on Audible and I thought, wow, this is so inspiring. I don't think it taught me a lot. I didn't necessarily know, but it really inspired me. So if you need to feel more confident, more inspired, this book will teach you what it's like to like go all in on yourself, to go all in on being your badass. And for me, what it really unlocked was uh, that it's okay to take risks and it's okay to always be thinking abundantly, even when people around you aren't thinking abundantly, or even if your past has tried to make you believe you're not supposed to be thinking abundantly. So you are a badass about money. Uh, terrible recap <laughs> of this book, because I think you should just read it, um, especially if you want to master the mindset of wealth, which is what it says. What I wanted to say is that I listened to it on Audible. I was very inspired to take to make even bigger investments in myself. That's definitely what it did. And afterwards, I got an email from the publishers asking me if I wanted a hard copy of the book because the book was coming out. And I was like, did I accidentally already read it on Audible? But okay, I was like, yeah, please send me the book. I made an entire story about it. And it's one of the first things I ever got as like an influencer. And um, yeah, maybe if we... Write some reviews of the podcast. Someday we can get Jensen Sarah on the podcast. So I'm going to wrap it up here. I made you a full list of all of my favorite books in different categories through fastforwardamy.com forward slash Amy's books. So click the link in the description or go to forward slash Amy's books to grab the full list with links and categories, business mindset, all of that. And I would really appreciate it if you could give the podcast a review. So if you're listening right now on Apple Podcasts, for example, write us a review, give us some stars. Um, it will take you a minute of your time and it means the world to me. And then maybe we can invite some of those writers who aren't dead on the podcast. Okay. <laughs> Talk to you next week. Next week, we're actually back with um, what we're going to do next week. Oh, we're going to be talking about webinars. I'm going to give you all the tips about all the webinars, okay? Tune in next week, Tuesday, on the Fast Forward Amy Show and see you there. And if you like this episode, don't forget to tag me on Instagram as at Fast Forward Amy uh, or come and follow me, actually, because every day I am sharing a bunch of tips and stories on mindset, marketing, and business, and I hope to brighten your day like that, okay? Talk to you next week.